0: Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair, and to get 20% off your
1: order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com, and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. This is the Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 47. On today's episode, I'm doing something a little different. It's a reversed guest podcast, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Instead of me interviewing a guest, I'm the one in the hot seat. Hey there, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of LittleGreenBow.com and your resident wannabe minimalist. In today's episode, I am the one in the hot seat. I thought it'd be fun to share a guest interview I did on another show, the Simple Home Podcast. For those of you who are regular listeners, you may remember Jenna Arvidson from way back in May. Jenna was actually the very first guest on this show, and it was so much fun to get to be a guest on her show a couple months ago. So in just a minute, you are going to hear the audio from my interview on Jenna's podcast. I always get a lot of questions about how to declutter kids' things and my journey toward living a more fulfilling life with less stuff. So I wanted to share this episode with you because those are the questions I answer. And I'm a firm believer that we can always learn from others. So it's a fun sneak peek into the Simple Home podcast too. So if you have not heard Jenna's show, after you're done listening here, hop on over there and check it out. I'll leave links uh, in the show notes, of course, to her show and the episode when Jenna was a guest on the Want to Be minimalist show as well. It was a good one. And so make sure you check that episode out too, if you haven't heard it yet. And you can get all of the show notes and the links by going to littlegreenbow.com forward slash 47. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the
2: number 47. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Jenna Arvidson. Well, hi there, Deanna. Thank you so much for coming on the Simple Home Podcast today. Hi, Jenna. Thanks for having me. It's great to connect again. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited for you to be part of my show, and I know that your show has been growing as well, so I'm excited to have you kind of talk about that on here too. So before we kind of hop into our topic, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure, sure. Um,
1: So my name is Deanna Yates. I have a blog and a podcast that talks about living as a minimalist with a family. Um, Now, I think that word though can make some people uncomfortable. So really just think about it as how to live a full and intentional life um, without getting bogged down in all that stuff that we think we need to be happy, right? Um, And this path has really led to some great things for my family it's allowed us to travel extensively. Um, We've lived in five different states and we even got to call Europe home for just over a year. So um, it's been a wonderful ride and I highly recommend it.
2: (laughs) Wow, that's great. It's great that you've been able to travel and live some different places. So can you tell us kind of how old your kids are and what your family looks like right now?
1: Sure, so I have one daughter. She has just turned seven And um, my husband and I have been together since college and so that's been a lot of fun getting to kind of grow in our adult life, um, basically since the time we turned into adults. (laughs) Um, And it took us a while to get married, but uh, it's been wonderful. And so yeah, I have just the one daughter, So, but she keeps us busy. She's she's a busy one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I bet. And seven years old, that's such a fun age because they're developing their own little selves and interests and all of that. I bet that's fun to watch. Oh, I love this stage. I actually think this might be my favorite so far. (laughs) I always say that. I'm always like, oh, I'm going to miss this so much. And then the next stage comes and I'm like, oh, but I love this part. So (laughs) that's, that's a good thing. Not, not having to look back and miss it, but enjoying what's right there. Right. Absolutely. So what kind of led you down the path of simplifying or minimalism? How did you guys go that route? How did you make that decision Um, and just with your family or was it just you and your husband or how did that happen for you?
1: Yeah, well, I do think it started with just the two of us. Um, I will say there wasn't really just one big aha moment. I think that's kind of similar to you. Um, But freedom was really always that driving factor for us. We never wanted to be... um, told what we couldn't, could and couldn't do. And we never wanted, um, to feel like we were being held back. So both my husband and I are very entrepreneurial. We've started different businesses. We've had full-time jobs. We've traded off on full-time jobs. So we're probably a little, um, unconventional (laughs) when it comes to that, but it really wasn't, it never started with our stuff. It really started with the fact that we wanted to be able to do what we wanted when we wanted. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean that you have a large bank account, which I can attest to, (laughs) but there were probably, you know, when I think about it though, there were probably three major times when I noticed something needed to change or wanted to make a change. Um, And the first probably was when our daughter was born. Um, I never wanted to be too busy for her. And my mom was able to make it work. She um, had her own hair salon when I was growing up and my dad had his own business. So it's probably where a lot of that comes from. Um, But I never felt like they were too busy for me. And I never wanted that to be an issue for her growing up. Um, and then when we decided to travel, so the first time we traveled, she was a year old and we sold 90% of what we owned and set off to see the world. And we failed to become travel bloggers, but, um, <laughs> we did learn that we didn't need all that stuff that we had. I mean, we got rid of truckloads of stuff. I mean, I remember taking just truck beds full of stuff to the donation center and selling so much stuff on Craigslist and I look back and I go, what did I even have? I I cannot tell you what I even had if I didn't have that picture where I could look, you know, <laughs> back on what we sold and like look and go like, oh yeah, we used to have that. Or it's just crazy how quickly that stuff goes. And then the third one was probably when I was a property manager and I was in Chicago and it was a brand new building. It had 300 units. And movers broke a sprinkler head, a fire sprinkler on the 19th floor, and it flooded um, basically from the 19th floor down. I had to move a lot of apartments, and there was lots of water damage, and there was water in people's apartments. And just watching how people dealt with that and seeing how attached they became to their stuff, it really just taught me that life is too short to place such a high value on things that really are temporary. You know, they were so important to these people at that moment in time, but I I bet you in a year or two, they will have gotten rid of them or they didn't need them, you know? And so that was really a big thing that stuck out to me
2: as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love that story because I think almost sometimes it's a blessing when, when we have to get rid of our stuff or, I mean, it's not a blessing that a flood would happen to somebody or a fire or anything like that, but I do know a lot of people walk away from situations like that and look back at it and realize, man, life is about way more than this. And that part of it can be a huge blessing. And you saying that you guys wanted to travel and got rid of all that stuff early on gave you the chance too to kind of see that we don't really need all this stuff. Um, we don't even remember like what it is. And I could say that too. We've gotten rid of tons and tons of stuff in the past. And we're always so worried, like, well, what if I need this in the future? But the truth is you don't even remember you had it anyway so yeah I love those I love both of those because I think that it can help us to see that it it probably is okay to let go of some stuff and just see where we're at and realize the freedom in that so I'm sure that'll be helpful for some people who haven't maybe had one of those scenarios yet but is still kind of clenching tight to their belongings but longing for less yeah So I brought you on today to talk mostly about kids because you said you have a seven-year-old and I know a lot of people I talk to are constantly like, well, how do I get my kids on board with this and how do I help them declutter and should I make them declutter? So we're going to kind of talk all things about kids decluttering and how you go about that. So the first question that I have for you is how do you really explain this? Like to your daughter or for other parents, how do you explain minimalism and decluttering to your
0: kids? You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in clutter under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's clutter under podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC.
3: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.
1: Sure. Um, So for our daughter, it's just really become part of our lifestyle. But I want to make sure that parents, when they're listening, they understand that they need to lead by example. So I never started with my daughter's stuff. I started with mine, you know, I live with a um, capsule wardrobe and I can cook in a kitchen when we're traveling with three pots and one spatula. And, you know, I show her what's possible and children pick up on that. Whether you realize that they are or not, they can see if you need all of the gadgets or you need, you know, all of these, you know, things in your life they will resist letting go of their things if they don't see you willing to let go of your things. And so, you know, she just knows that that's just kinda how we are. You know, uh, mommy and daddy don't really put too much pressure on stuff. We really make sure that she understands we value relationships and we value experiences. We'd much rather go out and do something um, than buy something for ourselves. Now, she's seven, so of course, some of these things come with caveats. She's getting to the point where, you know, she can see her friend's things and, you know, wants some of those things. We've been doing a lot of Zoom play dates and things like that during this coronavirus time, and so, you know, she's gotten a peek in other people's rooms, and she can see what they want, so you definitely have to go with those things. Like, I never want her to feel like she's deprived because of this process, because I think that will back- be a backlash but you also want to make sure that you're prioritizing the things. So, okay, so let's say she wants, you know, 50 LOL dolls. Well, she's not going to get 50 of them. She'll get two or three. You know, again, it's curating what we have so that we can enjoy the things we have instead of getting overwhelmed and having to have everything. Um, And then we just regularly go through our things and we pass them on. Um, And I will never throw out her things without her consent. Um, You can get away with that, I think, when your children are younger, but it this age, that's just not cool. Like that's just super disrespectful. And, um, I also make sure I never second guess something she's willing to let go of. When I first started with her stuff, I felt the tendency. She'd be like, okay, I want to get rid of this. And I'd be like, oh, are you sure? And that just sets that seed of doubt. So now I keep my mouth shut and I say, oh, okay, great and I put it in the pile. And if it's something that belonged to maybe myself or my husband, I put it off to the side. I think whether we want to keep it or not, for me, it's always been a no. If she doesn't want it, I'm (laughs) willing to let it go. We're not having any other children. I'm knocking on some wood. Um, But, you know, so for my stuff, if it was something I had and I was letting her use it or play with it or give it to her and she doesn't want it anymore, no problem. We let it go. If it's my husband's, I give it back to him and then he can decide what he wants to do with it. He might be a little more sentimental than me, but that's, those are the big things. Don't throw out without their consent. Never second guess when they're willing to let something go and then lead by example.
2: Yeah. For sure. I'm on board with the lead by example, because when I first started decluttering, it was because we had so many toys and I was like, oh man, I'm getting rid of all their toys, you know, and really you can't do that. You have to start with your own self, your own stuff because, and they were too young to really know what was going on, but still you really have to kind of show them why you're choosing this lifestyle before that they will really take it on themselves. And I also love what really stuck out to me is that you said, don't second guess when they want to get rid of something, because I am so guilty of this. I catch myself doing that all the time where I'm like, Oh, are you sure? Because I think tomorrow you're gonna, you know, but you really can't do that. You have to put it away. Now I have noticed with my youngest, he's four and he doesn't care about toys at all. He just wants to be outside all the time but he'll get rid of everything. And then two days later, he'll come back to me and say, why did you get rid of my such and such toy? You know? So I have noticed with him, sometimes it's best if I just put it in the closet. I don't say anything. And then, you know, we'll still have it maybe (laughs) two weeks down the line because he's still pretty little, but yeah, I have to stop myself from doing that because I get more attached to their stuff sometimes than they do. And I got to allow them to make that choice now that they're bigger. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and it really does come down to your, you know, you knowing your children. Of course, if you think your child is going to second guess that decision themselves later on and really regret it, you have to think of the long game here. Like what is your end goal? Your end goal is for them not to be so attached to their stuff. And if you get rid of something when they're too young and they say, "Oh, I don't want that anymore." And then they do, you have to think that next time they're going to be like, "Oh no, I don't want to get rid of that." Right. So just think about what the the long-term goal is.
2: Yeah. Excellent. I love that. So what about some of the kids that are maybe a little reluctant to get rid of anything? Because I have a, a daughter in particular who loves to hold on to everything and she's just sentimental. She, you know, and I, I help her work through that a little bit, but I also allow her to be that way and just hold on to it if it's too painful to let go. But how can we help kind of those kids get on board with decluttering or really understand what the process looks like and why we're doing it?
1: Oh, absolutely. So I think the first is to realize that the amount of stuff in your kid's room is probably not your kid's fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do not have giant bank accounts to go buy their own toys. So we have all been accomplices in helping their rooms fill with stuff, whether it is ourselves, whether it's family, um, you know, we have, very generous family members. And so we have to make sure that we are cognizant of the things we let into our home in the first place. So I think that's kind of something for us to keep in mind for the future as we move forward from this moment. The second part though, to that, when we're dealing with what we have now in our house, because that's really where we're all struggling, um, (laughs) is just to keep a positive attitude. We want this process. Again, you want to think about what your goal is. Your goal is a happy, calm, peaceful, relaxing, playful home. And we want to make sure that we make this a fun experience for our children. So if there's something that they really are not wanting to get rid of, then let them hold on to it for a while. Move on to the easy things. Deal with the simple things first, And usually that's, you know, clothes that are worn out, toys they've outgrown. Um, You know, once they move into the next phase, those baby things, we can start to get rid of a lot of those things that and quote unquote baby, because no matter what age they are, there's things that will be babyish to them, whether they were babies or not at the time. And so those are the things you can start to get rid of. And if they're very sentimental, what has worked well for us for some things that our daughter has been attached to is to have somebody to give it to, like someone in mind. So whether that's a younger neighbor or a cousin, or I mean, if they have siblings, but again, those siblings should be able to say whether they want that toy or not. And that's a really interesting dynamic too um, that I've seen with some friends is we've had older siblings want to give things to younger siblings and the younger sibling is like, I don't want it. And (laughs) so that can be really hard for the older sibling. So if your children are really opposites, look outside your family for a younger child to give it to.
5: Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks.
4: Yeah,
5: absolutely. Yeah. I have
2: three. So when they declutter, it's funny because they'll go through their stuff because they want to make more room in their drawers and they'll start either giving it to the other kids or they'll all go shopping like in each other's drawers. Uh-huh. Like, oh, well, I have extra space now, so I'm going to see what my big brother has that I might want. And so,
1: uh-huh.
2: yeah, but the littlest one, he doesn't want anything. He's just uh-huh. like, don't give it to me. Keep it for yourself, you know. And then my middle sentimental little girl, she's like, but that was my favorite, and I gave it to you, and I want you to love it, you know. So uh-huh. it, is, it is interesting between the three, but they learn a lot from each other that way too, of what, you know, what what happens to all of this clutter once you don't want it anymore. It doesn't necessarily mean somebody else is gonna want it and stuff. So they learn a lot through the process, but I that's... totally agree. It's a dynamic that <laughs> That's kind of out of my control at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then one other thing. So if your kids really
1: don't want to get rid of anything they own, um, kind of a fail stop would be just to stop buying it. So at the next holiday, when they're normally going to get a lot more toys or new things, instead of giving them toys or tangible items, you know, give them clutter-free gifts. So, so give them experiences. Um, I think you've talked about like consumable things like stickers and art supplies, you know, things that won't necessarily add to their toy collection and things that you can use and even better things that you can go out and do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big one on that, especially the consumables for kids because it helps them just be creative and then you don't have to keep it around, you know, and they, they go through it and then they get something new. So Yeah, I love that. And and experiences too. I think that's one thing we can help our families with because, you know, grandparents and other wonderful family members love to give gifts and that can be a challenge. We don't want to stop them from doing that, but teaching them that we want you to build that relationship. So maybe take them to the zoo or something. So I totally agree. I think that's a great way to, you know, kind of keep that at bay a little bit for the kids that are reluctant. So I think you've kind of answered this question just a little bit um, as far as keeping it out. Once the kid, once your kids declutter, how do we help them kind of keep it that way? Because it seems like just like with us as adults, right? We declutter and then stuff starts sneaking in again and then we declutter. So what are some methods? Yeah. I know with kids, it's a little different because they're constantly changing and growing. You know, their their likes and dislikes are changing, they're getting older. Um, and so sometimes not bringing anything in is, is tricky too. So how do you kind of help your daughter with that? Just kind of keeping it out, but still allowing her to morph and change and get new things. Yeah.
1: Um, so with this one, you know, I think there's, there's a couple different things we can do. One, you want to make sure that all of their things have a place to go. And even if that is just in their room, it's not, taking over the whole house. Um, so that would be the first place to start is just kind of gather all of the toys and make sure they're in their room or in whatever your designated spot is. Now, when she was younger and she was a baby, we would have, you know, toys in the living room or, you know, wherever we were playing. Um, but now that she's seven, she can take her things in and out of her room, um, and get them out when she wants them and put them away. I mean, our kids can do this. They do this at preschool. They do this at school. If, things have a place to belong, the children can put them away. Okay. So it's not, it's not out of the, the realm of possibility for your child. Um, and then I think we want to model that good behavior. So one thing that we do is we do a 15 minute cleanup each night. Um, and I used to do it, uh, right before uh, bed, but that really didn't have any reward to it. So I think this might've been your, your, um, a little piece of advice was to actually have it in between something so now we have it in between dinner and dessert Kind of and TV watching time, and so it gives us a reason to be quick and get it done. And just the faster we can do it, the faster we can get to having a suite and watching something um, before we have to wind down and and go to bed. And um, so that helps. That I mean, honestly, within 15 minutes, we can really tidy up our house a lot. And then if you have kids with too many toys, a way to maintain it um, would be to do like a toy rotation. So if you've ever, if you have younger children and you don't want to get rid of their toys, think about doing a rotation. So box up two thirds of the toys and then play with the ones you have for a week or two, bring out a different box, swap them out. And then you can kind of just have that library rotation of toys so that they're, you know, not getting bored and that they're not overwhelmed with the amount of stuff they have. And then, yeah. Um, Oh, and then I do have one other tip. So if You were trying to help them put their toys away and your kids refuse and they just won't do it. And they just forget. One thing we've done is a, a jail box. So if we forget to put stuff away, and I've even put my stuff in the jail box too, because again, lead by example, um, if something's out and I find it, it goes in the jail box, and then we have to do a chore or something, something nice for someone in the family or a chore to get that item back. So you kind of have to earn it back. It's
2: going to be really great for my youngest one, because I forget about these tricks sometimes when my older two were younger, you know, I felt like I was in a good rhythm and now we've got these older ones. So I don't think about it as much. So when my four-year-old does something, I'm like, wait a minute, like, what did we do to manage this <laughs> You know, before? So I love that because he, he has a hard time, not necessarily putting things back, but he gets very distracted and then mm. he gets, he's very stubborn. So if you tell him to do something, he automatically doesn't really want to do it. So it's got to be more of a choice thing for him. So I think that might be a really good visual reminder for him while it's in jail. I guess I'll have to do something to get it back. So, I like <laughs> I that. I think that. I'll, I'll keep that in my back pocket for that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then a good craft project for your older two to make the box yes. for jail. Very good. <laughs> yeah. I will, I'm sure they'll end up with stuff in the jail box too, just because, you know, my oldest is only eight and he's, he definitely leaves things around where he shouldn't. So excellent. Oh. I love that. Well, I still leave things around where I shouldn't. So it's always a learning process. Absolutely. In fact, I think adults have a harder time. Um, Well, at least me anyways. I think I'm just naturally messy or something. But if I do not literally have like the easiest place to put things back, I don't put them back. I just put them wherever wherever they are. So yeah, I have a hard time with that unless I really think about where these items are going to go. And I think that's one of the reasons that simplifying has really helped me in figuring out where things can go because if I don't have a place, it just goes wherever. So <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all my guests at the end of an interview and you can relate it to today's topic about kids and toys, or you can relate it to anything that you want. Um, so it's, if you could grab a busy mom by the shoulders, look her in the eyes and tell her one thing, what would that be? Hmm. I was gonna say it gets
1: better, but I'm going to say <laughs> take a break from by from bringing things into your house. So take a shopping vacation. Like I have been amazed at how much we have been able to come up with to you know meals I've been able to make out of my pantry, um, games we've been able to make up as a family, things we've been able to do to keep ourselves busy, especially during this coronavirus pandemic, um, and we all can be creative if we just force ourselves to be a little bit. And if we can just stop that stuff coming in, you will start to use up the things you have and you will start to understand the things you do have in your house. And at some point you'll say like, oh, well, I actually don't wear that dress or I've been passing over that dress now for three weeks because I just don't want to wear it. Well, at that point, then, you know, without a doubt, that is not something that needs to be in your closet because Deep down, you don't want to wear it. So if we can just stop bringing things into our home for a short while, it's amazing how it opens your eyes to what you actually have and it makes it easier to let things go.
2: Yes, I love that. And you know what kind of hit me there is we sometimes do like a no spend month, um, but I like the idea of rather than thinking about it as like not being able to spend money because that for some people triggers a little bit, you know, cause you feel like you're restricting yourself you're almost thinking about it more than you would just in a regular month, but thinking about like trying not to bring anything into your home. Um, I think it's really helpful. Sometimes we get things from friends that we don't really need or, you know, hand-me-downs and stuff. And even that could be overwhelming. So I love that. I think I'm going to try that out with my kiddos a little bit and talk to them about, you know, how can we keep everything out for a little while and see how we can really appreciate what we have. So Excellent advice. No one's ever said that before on that answer. Oh, so I love it. Thanks. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> so Deanna, where can we learn more about you? I know you have an amazing website and podcast. I wanted you to tell us all things, Deanna, what you're up to and what we can learn from you and where to go. Absolutely. So I blog over at littlegreenbow.com. And then I
1: have a podcast called The Wannabe Minimalist Show. And Jenna has been a guest on that. So if you haven't heard that episode, come on over and check it out. And then my favorite social media is probably Pinterest. Um, I'm Little littlegreenbow there. I have a Facebook group. It's the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group. And that one has been super fun just getting to you know, meet and talk with a bunch of other moms and families who are kind of in the same boat and then I'm on Instagram too. It's a uh, little.green.bow. Um, that one's a little bit different. And then I actually have a brand new uh, freebie for listeners if they want. It's called Clutter Rescue. And it's five quick steps to declutter your home and get it functioning now. And it uses the acronym Quick, And um, it just walks you through any room in your house. And it makes it much easier to see what you have, create
2: a purpose, and get rid of it. Awesome. Well, I am sure that a lot of people will be taking you up on that because that sounds like exactly where all my listeners are at. So that is awesome. I will make sure to put all those links in the show notes. So when, you know, each of those little different things, don't worry, just send me over those links and I'll make sure they're all in the show notes so people can connect with you. Cause I'm sure there will be people that want to see what you're up to Deanna. Sounds good. Thanks Jenna. This has been yeah. so much fun. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today. I truly appreciate it.
1: That was fun. Thanks to Jenna for having me on as a guest of the Simple Home Podcast. It was interesting to share my story, and I love the questions she asked. I noticed that when you tell your story and you put your beliefs into words, it can really help on your life's journey, and I am so thankful that I got the opportunity to do that on Jenna's show. Now, don't forget, you can get the show notes with links to Jenna's podcast, her guest interview on this show, and the link to my quick declutter guide on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash 47. And that just about wraps it up for today's episode. But before I go, I just want to take a minute to thank you for listening to this podcast. I know we are all super busy these days, and it means the world to me that you do choose to spend some of your time with me. So thank you again for that. And just so you know, I would love to hear from you too. Let me know what you enjoyed most from the show and if you had any big takeaways. Feel free to tag me on your Instagram stories. I'm over there at little.green.bo and I would just love to see what you liked most about this show, about this episode or just the show in general actually. Uh, You can also subscribe to be notified of new episodes of course wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts and please feel free to leave me a review if you've enjoyed the show so more people can find us and enjoy the benefits of a minimalist lifestyle as well. You can also join in on the conversation in my free private Wannabe Minimalist Facebook group and just come on over there, introduce yourself, share your thoughts. I'm really excited to hear from you and learn about you and just help encourage you on your journey toward a life with less stuff and more happiness and just being able to live that awesome life that you and your family deserve. And next week, be sure to join me when I will be talking about finding peace during this crazy time. I don't know about you, but I've been struggling with all of the negativity and this tumultuous political cycle. It's just been crazy for a lack of a better word. Um, But there are a few things that I have found to help me. So join me next week if you're ready to bring more calm back into your life. All right, I'll see you then.